Welcome to Use Your Words Podcast, where every time we have a serious conversation, all three of us are always fully engaged and pay attention. Summer, mm. summer, summer. <laughs> and then Josh is looking around like, summer what's bomb. going on? I blinked out there for a second. Keep talking. I'll, I'll catch up. <laughs> <laughs> you blinked out for a second. Great. Welcome to another episode of User Words Podcast. I'm joined once again by Aaron Johnson, as well as Josh. I just had my mind blown by realizing what Paul actually does for his work, Brewer, who <laughs> 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 has decided for whatever reason to look up programming languages and read out to us the first, everyone's Six first lines. beginner program of Hello World. Whenever you learn a new programming language, you always start with Hello World. It's just what we do. It's because it gives you something simple to do. But we're here again. It's, but at this point, end of June, when this comes out, if I believe right, if I count my calendar, if I didn't count my calendar, it's the beginning of July. Well, I'm sorry. And um, <laughs> you can yell at Johnson for that. Yeah. So I, I doubt that that's the case. I, I think Johnson got everything right this time. What? <laughs> I said, I think you got everything right this time. That's what I, that's why I heard. <laughs> that's why I'm still reacting that way. <laughs> okay. You can see how much confidence I have in myself. <laughs> yep. Actually this would uh this would be released the Wednesday after Father's Day, which is the last Wednesday of the month. Oh my goodness. So June twenty fourth. Well, it's like exactly a month from today. Yeah, exactly. So Anyways, that that's where we're at here. Um, so we're still in May at this point when we're recording. Mm -hmm. So we happy uh, quarantine May, everyone, and hopefully June is less quarantining than uh, May was. And, oh, uh, it will be. I have a feeling people are going to force that, even if the government doesn't allow it. Mm -hmm. If it pleases the court, may I go and have a job? <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about today. Today is surprisingly. In case you haven't noticed a trend this month, <laughs> this is the month of Aaron, apparently. What's up? <laughs> and uh, I was very um, surprised with this one. Hmm. Um, and I don't know why I was surprised. <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying I don't know why you picked it. I'm just no. saying I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised. And what I was surprised by, what Aaron goes, well, why don't we talk about vulnerability is weakness? And I, and, I, and I had to read that, and I had to write a message back. I was like, assuming you're talking about the position that's really, that um, it's not bad, but is seen as bad by society and is in reality very good. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like. Straight to the point. <laughs> clarifying, direct, and wow. Okay. So I was like, okay. Yeah. So we're going to go there. And. I have a bunch of stuff I can contribute to this right out of the gate. But as we have been doing all episodes this month where Aaron has been coming up with the topic at hand, mm. we are, I'm going to, and Aaron already knows what's coming <laughs> up. It also does something else for me. It gives me a chance for my throat to relax because my throat is kind of sore right now from uh -oh, all this talking this, this month. Um, 
It, it, you'll yeah. understand if you listen to the last episode on what I mean by all the talking I've done this month. <laughs> and actually, I didn't stumble over my words too much on the last episode, so that was pretty good. I actually learned how to speak English for once. From the one episode, yeah. Yeah, I know. Look at that. Um, anyways, so uh, topic, vulnerability is weakness. Aaron Johnson suggests it. So therefore, Aaron, how did this come into your mind? If you're noticing a trend, it, and don't don't uh, make this as a, uh, I'm never going to propose a topic again because it, this isn't uh, this isn't a punishment for coming up with the topic. Yeah, <laughs> this is more. I want to have it expounded upon in your words on why you thought of the topic on why this was important enough for you to say, "Hey, maybe we should talk about this," and because then that sets the that sets the uh, what am I talking? What, what what do I want? That sets the baseline. This is the baseline for the rest of the conversation, as well as that gives us jumping off points, especially if someone pays attention instead of trying to buy saws or learn how to program while we're doing this, which (laughs) I had to do over many, many semesters and wasn't just a five-minute Google search. (laughs) I figured it out. I know how to do it now. No, he doesn't. No, he don't. (laughs) So, Johnson, if you want to just kind of give an overview, if you can remember, what was in your mind at the time, why you kind of came up with this thought process, and just, yeah, go for it. Uh, It just sounded like a cool title. (laughs) I'm kidding. I am looking for something sharp. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, There's honestly, there's, it just came out of nowhere into my mind when, day while working my oh <laughs> i just started seeing typing i was like oh my goodness my computer's going crazy um, uh, what he's referring to is he's we're both in the same note page so he's saying yeah. as i type words uh, pop up on his screen <laughs> since it's a shared workspace <laughs> note system. magic um <laughs> but yeah it came to my mind while working um pretty much at work there's always a time where I get deep in thought, think about all the things that are going on in life and all the exciting and all the scary and all the sad and all the me making things bad for myself kind of thing. I don't know. But I don't know. I feel like just, again, I think kind of hit on this on an other episode, but like during this quarantine stuff, like I've been learning, I guess even a little bit more about myself and just being more, just paying more attention to see how I react to things. And just like what make me upset, I guess, in we in ways. But I'm just thinking of, you know, some of the th- Ooh, uh, how do I say this? One coming across and like confessing kind of like I don't know, just like stuff that's probably not so right with me going on in the head makes me nervous because that shows that I have issues. Okay. Everybody does have issues. And we all have, I mean, we all struggle with some things, obviously one way or another, but I've always, I don't know, I feel like I hear that, you know, showing that you have problems is just showing that you're just a weak person and that's just worthless kind of thing. And it's like, one, it's upsetting because it's like, there's not something that, well, everybody, again, as I've said, has some kind of problem that they have a hard time with. And if you aren't willing to expose that and show that, there's no way you're going to be able to overcome anything and grow in any manner that. So as I feel like I 
see it as a negative thing from time to time. Or being, like we said, vulnerability being weakness. Mm -hmm. It's actually, I mean, it's a part of growing up and learning and becoming, you could say, stronger. So, I don't know. I was just bouncing around in my head one day while working. Yeah, like I said, I've had the thought, and I know I've mentioned this, and I don't remember which podcast, which, which, which episode it was now. But talking about, you know, just letting it all out. You know what? This is all the stupid stuff I've done, and I need help. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, two ago. That was two ago. Okay. Uh, do you remember what it was two ago? What was two? Yeah, judgmental. Yeah, yep. Christian. Yep. Um, so I'm not, besides that, I'm not <laughs> entirely sure where I was thinking about going with all this. Like, part of my mind was just like, you know what? I'm just going to spill all these beans and see what the heck happens. But I don't know. So you're going to spill the beans now? I don't know. What what beans am I spilling? I, I don't, don't know. remember. <laughs> what beans? What beans? Should you spill? Well, let me ask this question. All the beans. Does being vulnerable necessarily mean you have to spill? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, if you don't spill, do we know that I'm vulnerable? I don't, what? <laughs> so we'll, we'll get that to that in a second here. Mm-hmm. Because... Cut silence here. Um, well, I guess I probably shouldn't read that because then I'll go into no, it. <laughs> no, no, it, these are just notes uh, yeah. so, for uh points to hit back on. So go on. Oh man, um, because and I probably it probably was the two episodes ago where I was, or maybe it was the first one, I don't know. Um, where I was talking about like I've been becoming more comfortable with sharing. I don't know, struggles I have or had right with um newer people one because I you know I believe it's important that we you know share with each other what's going on in our lives so obviously there can be accountability for anything that's you know that we're doing wrong and need help with um that's uh, I don't know I, I don't know okay I'm losing it I had a thought and now it just left my mind as soon as I said that well, if your thought but, comes back, because I mean, it was it was in when we were studying in James, and it, saying that we should be confessing to one another about what it is that we've been up to. That's probably not the best of things to do. Well, that we know is not good to do, right? So, and that it's it's come to my attention, like how, like once you get one thing down, it's easy to keep. Um, not always easy, but it's easier. To keep, you know, letting each other know that that's what you're having a hard time with. Or if you recently messed up with whatever it is. But then when you notice something new come around, it's like, really, why am I having a hard time with this now? That, for me, I think is now something I'm starting to notice. Now, it's like there's a new secret thing that I'm afraid to put out there because now there's just another problem and you know what Aaron's just full of problems that it's just too much to handle with to deal with oh I have a feeling this is going to be a very interesting episode welcome to my mind (laughs) hi anything else you want to add before no okay so we'll be back with the laser focus in a minute here sweet (laughs) Joshy boy As you notice, there's a structure now going on. Yep. <laughs> Josh, do you want to um, 
share your initial rambling thoughts on vulnerability. <laughs> Being vulnerable? vulnerable. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Our English is gone today. So, um, <laughs> on this, on this episode of How to Pronounce Vulnerable. <laughs> vulnerable. Okay, we, want to, we know the word now. Go on. No, I'm just, I'm just I was just trying to... I, I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. You don't have any I, thoughts? I guess, I guess what you could call vulnerability is something based on... Um, it's, hard, it's hard to put it. If you're vulnerable. Okay, what, 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 what are you classifying as being vulnerable? Letting you into my deep secrets that I'm ashamed of admitting struggling with. But why would they make you vulnerable? Because <laughs> I'm exposing something... That is personal, and oh. I'm scared to have people come down on me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being vulnerable. <laughs> what, Go Josh? on. Being vulnerable. Go on. Okay. All right. Be, so you, yeah. Okay. All right. Is, I'm afraid uh, of being hurt, Josh. You're afraid, afraid of being hurt. Yes. You're not. You're not afraid of being oh, vulnerable. You're afraid of being hurt. <sighs> So what I'm what I'm getting at is what what if we really uh, declare as vulnerable or uh, you know being uh or vulnerability? Sure. Well, what do we what do we really like make it? Like it's like a rock is a rock. It's a piece of earth on the ground, right? You know, being vulnerable doesn't have like a, a solid thing to it because you you could almost you you could paint it, paint it any way you want. I'm not afraid of being vulnerable. I'm afraid of what someone else thinks. So you're afraid of being vulnerable? No. Yes. <laughs> I will disagree with you on that, but I'm going to let you get your point across, and then I will comment like I did last time. <laughs> Floor is yours. <laughs> I feel like we're back to like the first episodes where we have the topic, and you're like, so what is this topic? <laughs> well, you have to have something to sprawl. Well, I, I know, and this is yeah. I'm not saying what is the topic. I'm no, just saying yeah. I just want his thoughts on it, but... I'm trying. I can't remember. I'm trying to think of like what the topic was, yeah. but it's just like, really, we're gonna go there. <laughs> Maybe in this case we do. Right. Keep keep it going, Josh. Keep it going. If you got nothing know. else, you can say nothing else. <laughs> just I'm trying to think. I mean, um, we so uh, we associate vulnerability with fear. Do usually, because usually when you when you make yourself vulnerable. There is a negative reaction that follows towards you or towards someone else. So if I sit there and I spill my secrets in this case, okay, if I were to spill my secrets, some of our podcast listeners could stop listening to us. Some of them could shun me if I know them personally. Oh, we'd probably get okay. more to be honest. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> also, there are some secrets I could spill that make, could make someone else open. And in a sense, vulnerable to harassment or vulnerable for blackmail. Or it could put somebody else in a spot to where now they're vulnerable to the law. Because now there's truth out there that they could get in trouble for. So we associate it with this exposing, this open, this opening of this, uh, this uncertainty that lies behind. That's usually what, when I hear someone speak of being vulnerable or vulnerability, it, that's usually what I see it with. 
I usually see it with a negative reaction that happens after. Whether it does or doesn't happen, we usually associate it. So technically, one could say you're not, you don't fear being vulnerable. You fear the reaction after. Being vulnerable is a thought, or it's, it, it's, it's, uh, I would say, this is what I'm saying. I feel that being vulnerable is a state of mind in which you assume there is a negative reaction. <laughs> Aaron. Go on. All right, all right. So start at the beginning of that one because that got interrupted big time. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So how I'm putting together it in my head right now is that vulnerability and being vulnerable is a a point in which our mind associates uncertainties. Okay, you could easily say that I want to be vulnerable to become stronger. I want to see where I'm weak so I know where to build. But usually when we use the phrase, in my, in, in my experience, and the people I've talked to, usually when they say being vulnerable, there's a negative reaction that follows behind or a, a level of uncertainty that they, they can't uh, promise because they're showing their weakness or something that brings them lower than someone else. So it's a, it's a, it's a state of mind, in, in, in my opinion. You can be vulnerable and be successful. You can be vulnerable and be uh, physically fit. You can be vulnerable and spiritually connected. I think it's just, I think it's just a mind thing. Anything else? Take, Take it away, away Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is weird. <laughs> Dude, that was not planned. That, that was, was not. Wow. <laughs> okay. Oh, there's a lot to unpack here. There is a lot to unpack. You here. got this. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I'm going to be vulnerable here. I need to go get my, my helmet on and my chest pad because he's about to start throwing some big punches. So I, I, I wish, need my rubber ducky too. I, I wish there was some video of my facial reactions at some points there during that little Joshian thing. Um, okay, so we're going to dissect this one piece at a time. I'm not sure. We, do I dissect? I'm, I have to respond to Josh's stuff first before I can get to Aaron's stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, because I feel like if I don't, there's okay. <laughs> Go, cluster. <laughs> All right, vulnerable. Um, I'm going to take the one of the first things you said. We are not afraid of being vulnerable. We are afraid of being hurt. Being vulnerable and being hurt are essentially the same thing because when we're vulnerable, we're opening ourselves up to the hurt. Uh, we're allowing ourselves the weakest part of ourselves to be known. Ooh. You know, if when I'm vulnerable, I'm letting the maybe those deepest pains be known to someone else and what is going on. Um, whether that's you know, I, I look at it back. You know, when I was dealing with, I shouldn't say was because that's just, that's always a a daily thing still even. Um, but dealing with like depression and that, you know, that to let people into that life, it's not afraid of being hurt. It's just afraid of letting people know that part of me. And and that's where I was saying more about what they might think. Right. So because... I, so that's why I said they're they're one in the same really. Because when you have that fear of what people may think of you, it's also at the same time um a fear that that could ruin the relationship. Okay? Case in point, you know, I'm doing a fictional one here. You know, Let's say I, I, I pull Aaron aside one day and go, Aaron, got to tell you something, man. I, I, I need to be real with you. I wear thongs. What? 
we don't ask you what you do in your house. <laughs> what you do in your house is your between you, your and wife, Amy. and your dog. <laughs> if well, you, you aren't answering, so I felt like I should answer for you. <laughs> we need that fly swatter here. <laughs> I'm going to borrow it from Amy. Yep. I need the Josh water again. <laughs> or I need to make a new one. Make a, a new bigger one. one. Make a new one. Because I have the, the hol- one that has the zapping. I have effect. the hologram. I'm kind of concerned right now. Only if I can upgrade it to an electrical outlet. <laughs> Aaron, just so you know, My. when he swats me, I'm going to somehow reach, reach across with an antenna and tap you mm. so you feel it too. Nope, <laughs> nope just you. Um... <laughs> Okay. So you have something to tell me, Paul. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> okay, so I call you over and say, I, yeah. got, I got something to tell you. And I kind of like just pull you to the side. And I tell you, you know, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, I pull up, roll up my sleeve and go, look at my arm or what I did. You know, try you know, cut myself, uh, cutting mm-hmm. myself or something. I'm letting you know something that is intentionally for whatever reason whether that is real or not there's a feeling of shame associated with it mm-hmm. you know it you know people who cut themselves or uh drug abusers well, maybe not drug abusers maybe some maybe not but it, there's that kind of that shame you don't want anyone to know it if there was no shame behind it you know a person who's cut themselves wouldn't wear long sleeves all the time and intentionally work to hide it they'd be wearing the cutoffs going look at my arms you know while while they're going through it but again that that's a symptom of something else going on at the same time you know and then you have people who are then like a little self-conscious when they grow up but you're here or there but it's that vulnerability is something where it's it is something that does hurt it is something that is fearful um because of the fact that it's maybe real personal. It's a, maybe something you have a secret of. Maybe something you don't want anyone to know because you will get embarrassed. You know, Aaron comes up and says he's a sex worker. Okay. You know, it, it could be anything like that. You know, just an embarrassment where you think because of the people that you know that what you do or what is going on <laughs> would be outside the norm of what they expect. You know, and that whole, brings a whole other conversation of, expectation normalizations and all that but it's you're afraid that because you're breaking with the norms and traditions of the social circles that you're in that you will be ousted essentially either and ousted either by ridicule told yeah right go away now we can't associate with you which is horrible people do that or any other method and the thing is with vulnerability what happens is when people try to shutter uh shelter not shelter not shoulder um shoulder that's what I was looking for. Shoulder that pain alone. It actually makes the pain and that heaviness from it worse. Now, I do agree with Josh's statement of um, I want to see where I'm weak to get stronger because vulnerability used correctly can really help. Now, here's the thing. In society right now, in America, we see vulnerabilities as kind of weakness. That why am I uh, showing you what's wrong with me? Why am I telling you this? Why am I uh, letting it out there, hang out there, as they say, wearing heart on your sleeves, the common mm-hmm. phrase. You know, why are you doing that? Um, and that honestly comes from our very individualistic version of life here in America. We always have kind of been individualistic <laughs> since the founding, you know. 
Um, we're always a little rebellious. We're always like, take care of our own stuff, do what we need to do. Da, 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 da. And I think that has been very detrimental. And I can speak to that from experience of how I personally feel how it has been detrimental, where I felt for the longest time I could not share you know, those uh, various things, whether they be my struggles with porn, my struggles with um, depression, suicidal tendencies, et cetera. Those things that I needed, that I felt I had to keep secret in order for, in order to be accepted by others, in order for them to think nothing was wrong with me or of me, in order for me to be able to continue to have those things, because they would either show that either, because, you know, and again, going from a depressed mind here, you know, you're like, why would anyone ever want to kill themselves? What's wrong with them? Why? You know, as kind of uh, you, you kind of summarize it, uh, showing that you have problems is proving you are weak. Mm-hmm. But we all got problems, where we want to admit it or not. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh has a problem with his dog learning to not bite him. You know, uh, we all have problems. And Josh is over here going, mm-hmm. see, the blows weren't as hard as you were expecting, Josh. <laughs> I may disagree with you, but I don't think you're an idiot or anything. I just different opinion on some <laughs> of the like, things. Ah. <laughs> Whether what you think of yourself is your own thing. Um, <laughs> but yes, everyone, all three of us could sit here and say, either on or off the record, things we've dealt with, things we've done that we feel shame about. You know, and society as a large will tell you, well, you know, you shouldn't feel shame about these things. You shouldn't feel shame. Of, you should celebrate your whatever you've done, whether that's uh, drug use, idiot day. <laughs> uh, idiot day, premarital sex, pornography usage, alcohol usage, whatever. Society go, do what you want to be happy. But yet there's still that little element of shame that we say, no. We, we know what's right. We have that conscience. We know what is right and what is wrong in a sense. And sometimes those things, like, you know, you, you hear it all the time of people who go, I didn't know how to tell my family X. And X could be anything, drug use, abortion, whatever. They're like, because I was afraid of how they would react. They were afraid that if they were vulnerable, showing a person how they really were, even their family that they grew up with, they were afraid of how that family would react, and they were afraid of rejection. Which I <clears throat> find rather interesting, because, I mean, when I think about it, mm, I can't believe I said that. Um, and, <laughs> and, like, and I guess I could say a clear mind now, like, uh, having, well, I remember one time, uh, Trying, trying my the good old the devil's lettuce for the first time, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, you heard me right, Josh." But I remember I can go home make you some. What? No, you won't. <laughs> but I remember I was like scared to tell my dad that that happened. Yeah. But then it's like, wait, like he shared with me about you know all the stuff he's been in. If anything, he can give me some advice. And some wisdom on that whole, I guess, topic or whatever. Yeah. And the other thing, like, I don't want, obviously, don't think about in the moment of being nervous to, ex, you know, expose myself in that way is okay, we're related because I'm kind of his kid. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked 
he has the same issues. <laughs> <laughs> the whole like father, like son type yeah, thing comes into that's phrase. That's a little and, too uh, realistic, unfortunately, sometimes. Yeah. That's so it's just like, man. It's like, I guess that. Unfortunately, I mean, there are cases, though, where, I mean, for some people, that's a real thing where they actually have to be afraid. Yeah. Because their parent won't deal with it in a proper way. And they'll, it'll go to like abuse or just, I mean. Yeah. And in those cases, that's horrible. I yeah. Mean, <sighs> and so then it's like, yeah, what the heck do you actually do? Um, I mean, obviously, thankfully, there's, you know, there's, uh, was it numbers and like, things you can call for right. help and reach out and stuff like that but um <laughs> gosh now is there's a couple episodes well this and another episode led me to an nf song well not the same one but anywho there's this one song where <clears throat> he was talking about like in his music a lot of it can be very pretty depressing and heavy to- topics right and there was one part in the song where he's talking about how you know, fans will go up to him and, you know, tell them about all these hard things that they're dealing with in their life and where it be like abusive parents or whatever. And one of the things he was talking, one that was told that a fan told him was, you know, they struggle with, you know, abuse, an abusive dad or something like that. And he beats his, their mom and, you know, and at the time, I mean, that, you know, piss NF off. Right. and. To the point where it's like, you know, he, he would want to get his number and call him and, you know, give him a, you know, good taste of his, well, maybe not taste of his mess. But, uh, a piece of his mind. Yeah. And, but then he's like, what good will that do? Cause then he'll just start beating his wife harder kind of thing. And I'm just like, man, with that being the case with some of that stuff, that's, it, it, oh, yeah, that's no, I get, awful. I get that part. So I don't know. Goodness. I totally just went off. <laughs> okay josh thanks <laughs> uh both of you are a tangent machine sometimes no for real though. i can't say both i can say all three today's all just three. one of those days um okay so yeah i being vulnerable though isn't always about let me rephrase that i'm trying to think how to swing it back after oh the, well yeah because i mean yeah we were talking about <clears throat> well yes what was i talking about talking about not being afraid to even talk to family who are yeah, but that's oh, what yeah, it's that's come right. down to, and that's just when I, th- yeah, well, again, like thinking about it and like mine right now, where I don't have anything that I'd be scared to mention. Um, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, like I said, the whole father like son. I mean, you're blood, you know, related right. in most cases. So, and I wonder, I wonder about that for obviously for like adopted kids. It's like because they're gonna grow up and have different, you know. Just instinctive reactions, wouldn't they? Or is that, that pretty much as... So that delves into the whole nature versus nurture type of deal. Yeah. But a lot of that is, you know, if you, you know, when Josh is triplets, see how Josh <laughs> treats Amy and how he loves the, her and how he treats her nice and everything. You know, even if they're adopted triplets, they're going to pick they're up some of those that. mannerisms because they're seeing their dad do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about our our, our friend Andy. Um, he's, mm. he's adopted, but yet he still has some of the same mannerisms as his, his dad is. Yeah. You know, and he's kept on some of those traditions of that. So that, that delves into some of that nature versus nurture thing. And there's a lot of things for both sides. Right. And I wonder also on the other part being, 
you know, okay, let's say your adoptive parents don't struggle with like, let's say depression or anything, but your biological, you know, parents or whatever, maybe had a very big problem with that. I wonder how that would. You you probably will. You might, because some of it is biological. And if it's biological, that can be linked to genetics. Yeah. So it's very possible, I will say. Not a guarantee, but it's possible. possible. And yeah. But yeah, and, and the thing is, like, if you don't have someone to be vulnerable with, and when I say vulnerable, I mean, think of it this way open and transparent. And I'm, and I put that with some caveat. You don't have to be transparent about everything. But you're, that's a person or maybe a group of people that you trust that you are willing to say, this is what's really going on in my life. Because you meet someone in the hallway, you know, at work or whatever. What, what's always kind of the initial reaction? Hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. Yeah. Doing fine. Exactly. Yep. And we all do that. That's kind of the standard roll off the tongue. Yeah. We don't go. Oh, I'm having a terrible date. Exactly. Well, it could be. You could. For some people. Yeah. But, you, you know, but. most people you don't go, you know, like, hey, how are you doing? Oh, um, yeah. I'm having a hard time. I feel conflicted over my use of porn this morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you, that, oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's not a normal conversation no. that happens. No. Um, Brewer's over there like falling asleep. <laughs> huh? How are you doing, Brewer? I'm doing fine. Continue you talking? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. He pays so much attention. <laughs> Go back to the intro. Perfect intro. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, feel free to talk whenever you want, Brewer. Trust me, it's okay. You can talk. But I'll be vulnerable. That's fine. That's good. We'll teach you. Being vulnerable is actually strength. Yeah. So, but there's some caveats with this. So. Yeah, yeah, just continue. Okay. <laughs> I love how <laughs> I said being vulnerable is actually strength. He's like, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's, it's not a, afraid of being hurt. Um, <clears throat> So, but th- th- this, like I was going back to originally, th- so this modern notion that being vulnerable means you're weak, it, it real. I really think, honestly, in the U.S., it comes from that individu- individualistic approach we've had for the longest time, where we need to take care of our own problems. Mm-hmm. And if I clue either one of you in on what my problems are, where they be depression, suicide, like I was saying earlier, that means I can't take care of myself. And in an individualistic society where the core concept is to take care of yourself and the fact that you have to rely on others to help you, in an American sense, you failed because you're not able to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. You're not able to dust yourself off and continue on with the process of whatever it may be. I got to wait and I got to rely on Johnson to give me help instead. I got to wait and rely on Brewer to give me help, on Andy, Pastor Dave, whomever. And we really lost that. Um, that sense of community when we do that. You know, th- this, um, this month has been, uh, had a little more of that spiritual bent to everything, which is fine by me. I'm perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. In fact, whatever, that's good. <laughs> I, like, literally, I have no complaints about it at all. But part of the concept of community in the Christian church is that we are there for one another when things are going hayward. Now, that doesn't mean just because you're in community doesn't mean everyone needs to know everyone's business. 
there are still going to be people within that community that maybe you have that deeper relationship with which you can be vulnerable with. I can have a deeper and more vulnerable relationship with like you and Josh than maybe, you know, other people. That doesn't mean I don't, I keep them out of, of my life or anything, mm-hmm. but we're still all there, you know, and if some prime example, prime example, and yes, I know I'm good with Andy and all that too. So it's not like you like went out and broke trust or anything. So, <gasps> I, I, but prime example, when I was really struggling with depression and you went to Andy, it's like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Help. <laughs> you know, prime example, you know, right. you didn't necessarily have to loop him in on everything, but you looped him in enough and, but you knew. But you also knew that I trusted the person enough because we were in community. We knew each other. Right. We interacted often. So it wasn't this big old surprise like, Andy's involved. What? Why do you know my problems? <laughs> you know, it's like, okay. <laughs> and it shows that, that you all cared. Now, at the time, did I uh, truly appreciate that and everything? No. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> it, 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 it kind of hurt, but at the same time, right. I was also in a very bad spot, to be honest, you know, and it felt like it felt horrible having to rely on other people for help. Right. It felt horrible having to say, I can't help myself with this. I got to rely on Andy to try to do something for me on Aaron, on Josh, on Pastor Dave. Josh didn't know what was going on, but I just wanted to throw Josh's name out there. <laughs> he didn't even know I was in the hospital at the time, but that this is true. But, but, but to be fair. That's not on you at all, Josh. No, that, no, that isn't. It's um, on me. That that was definitely. You had no idea <laughs> on that I was that bad, but right. And so I don't. I don't. I don't have any like Josh. I don't know if he cared. No, you really none care of that. about me as a friend? You would yeah, know about me. No, that okay. that that's a bunch of bull. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Why are you giving me that look for? You know, things happen in that, and that's fine. That happened, but um. But where I was going with that is that, you know, during that vulnerability time where, where it's like, I, I had to be vulnerable to you guys who were trying to help me. I had to be transparent in order for you to get the correct type of help. And that was hard because I had to let you guys into the secret of how my mind was working and how it wasn't working, <laughs> you know, in both, in both ways, how it was, it wasn't working. And that was like, it's like pulling back. Um, Pulling back the curtain on your favorite movie or your favorite song, you hear this song or you watch this movie that you love. You see it in its polished form, but you pull back that curtain and you see all the little pieces and how they fit together and how things were tough and difficult and didn't mesh right at first. And the challenges that were involved in getting these things to work you saw the conflict. You see the disarray, the, the rushing to get everything together. You see the behind the scenes. It's not always pretty. What you see in the final product is a pretty polished product. It has maybe some of your favorite vocals. Hmm. But seeing the behind the scenes of how it's made, you're like, really? <laughs> that, that, this came from that? How? And Magic so, of a producer. <laughs> and it's the same thing with people. We put on this nice, polished show for everyone in the world to see. Aaron acts confident. Josh what? acts Joshian. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm trying to figure out. I'm, I'm just like trying to figure out a way. Josh, I'm trying to imagine how Josh would act at work. Sometimes I'm not sure. Josh. Other that's why I said Joshian. It, it, he's Josh. 
you know, but we put on these polished acts wherever we go when we're out in public. But then when we're home, alone, where no one can see us, we're the real us. Mm-hmm. And that real us may not be a happy, go-lucky, polished person. It may be a very ugly mess. And being vulnerable means allowing others into that mess with us, allowing them to see the behind-the-scenes making of who we are when we step foot outside our house. And that's rough because once you see that, you can never unsee it. Once I know what makes Josh tick in his head, that can never be unseen. And that's hard for the person who's seeing it as well as the person being seen because he can't hide anymore. I can't hide anymore. No one who is vulnerable can hide anymore. They can hide new things. Fine, sure. But existing things, that's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. One of the scariest things in the world, especially for Aaron, Uh-oh. is, and I'm not saying, is to be intimate with someone. And I'm not saying oh, intimate okay. like in the bedroom intimate. I'm saying, yeah, just... and that's scary for all of us. Josh, when you, you know, started dating Amy, when you guys were getting close to, uh, you know, when you were close to proposing and all that, I'm sure through that entire time, you know, when, when you're getting to know her, there are probably some, and you don't have to expound upon any of them, but there are probably some, you know, rough conversations where you had to get to really know each other, where you got to know each other intimately and know kind of a little bit more behind the curtains how each other worked. Yeah, no, maybe so. Head not zone translating to. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, you know, and that is, that is involved in a relationship. You have to be intimate. You have to be vulnerable. You can't put on that facade 24-7 around someone that you are saying, I'm going to live the rest of my life. You know, and, and before Amy, you know, you had a girlfriend before that. You know, that was hard, too, when that came to an end. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, had, you, you chose to be vulnerable when I saw you that day. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Paul needed to get a dryer t-shirt. That's all I can say. <laughs> but I mean, you, you didn't have to keep the facade up. Nope. nope. You, you chose to let me in on what was going on really behind that trying to keep it together tough guy attitude that all guys tend to have. And especially guys, for whatever reason, we're afraid to be vulnerable. We're afraid to seem like we need someone else. Nah, I got that. No problem at all. I, I, can, I can handle whatever comes my way. And then you find out they died because they didn't know how to use a table saw. <laughs> uh, what right. were you going to say? No, I was going to say, because I mean, we're supposed to be the providers. We're the guys taking charge and making things happen. Sure. We should be able to handle them, know what we're supposed to do. We're men. Yeah, we're men. And men are dying because of the fact that we think we can handle everything. Right. We're dying not only through suicide, but through medical because we think, oh, I don't need to go to the doctor. There's higher rates of men who have very preventable and treatable medical issues because they don't go for their annual physicals or anything else like that. They let it just go on. Now, that's not being vulnerable. That's just stupidity as men. And I'm, I'm admitted that. I, I've had some of that, too, in my younger days, too. You know, where it's like, ah, I don't need to do that. I'll be fine. But being vulnerable is one of the hardest things in the world. Now, one of the things that um, Aaron kind of mentioned Mm. uh, was, you know, kind of 
uh, was it like spilling the beans? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I'll say this about that: being vulnerable does not mean just going up to a stranger and spilling the beans. Oh no, not a yeah. <laughs> so I'm not I, I just I, yeah, I'm not. I just want to put some constraints on that. There have to be uh, boundaries there, and the most important piece: trust. I trust everybody. <laughs> no, I was more waiting to be honest. Didn't get done. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but trust has to be there, and it has to be earned over time. It's not an immediate, because I doubt the first time you met Josh, there was immediate trust and immediate, here's everything. It took time. It took a relationship. Well, I mean, we were in kindergarten, <laughs> so he really didn't have much of a life before that. <laughs> like, I mean, like, nothing really could happen. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, it's like, like even you said, you know, with Amy, it took time. It took those conversations where you each were honest and real with each other and how you felt. It was funny. We were actually kind of like at that point before we started dating. So, well, that's what that's kicks it off. Yeah. You know, sometimes that's what does kick it off. But that, <laughs> but that's good that you have those conversations, especially now yeah. that you're husband and wife. You yeah. know, a, a husband and wife that doesn't have those conversations is going to have some very hard issues going on later on. It down becomes the road. very awkward. Yeah, exactly. You need to know what's going on um, in each other's minds, even if you don't know exactly where each other is at that certain point in time. But you have to, that's the problem of vulnerability. Seeing, we don't like, we don't like exposing ourselves. Mm -mm. You know, even as humans, we're always like, unless you're certain people, you're always wearing, you hate being naked for the most part. And we don't like people being naked out in this public. Yeah. We're like, yeah, no. we're like, be decent, cover up. So we do that physically as well as mentally. Mm. And we have to kind of, it's, it's a different way of thinking about how do we expose that part of us that mentally, emotionally, is messed up. that is messed up to others. And here's the crazy part. And, and this is always the, the part that gets me. There's always seems to be like more fear when going into it. Than coming at well. Then. Like our brains will just take a worst case scenario and add it mm. on to it mm. and just say, I'm going to tell Aaron about my porn usage and Aaron's going to, you know, th th that's what yep. happened because we're scared. Mm. We're afraid of rejection. And to be fair, we are very social creatures. So rejection does hurt. So I've been talking for a while. So either yeah. of you have comments. Uh. It does. Goodness. I'm. We oh, can go back on all the fun conversations we've had in our past. Yeah. Some, uh, some. most not recorded, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some definitely for the better. <laughs> I can, I can think of, I can think of topics breached by each of us. Mm -hmm. Obviously not recorded, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think. Well, I mean, this one's definitely been talked about on here, but the whole uh, Madison Day. Ooh, Aaron, stop it. Um, The whole Madison night. Okay. Getting just getting messed up. Yeah. Messed and up I'm, is an uh, understatement. Yeah. Getting very, very drunk. And how, oh, man. Yeah. Damn. Did not want to talk about that at all, especially to you, because I was like, "Shoot!" Just, well, obviously in the mind, I'm just like, "Man," and Tom like, "You're 
freaking idiot get out of here and i was just like i don't want to go through it i don't want to just you could say open that can of worms um (laughs) but i mean the same time for me for like where i was at i mean playing in church and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um that's what was also just eating me up right away was knowing i was like you know what like yeah i'm participating in this but at the moment it's not really in me i guess you know so it's like i shouldn't be up there you know playing worship tunes and then going out and getting slammed the next weekend which i mean it wasn't this was the one time it wasn't every weekend thing but um just that that was going on it's just like that was starting to eat up a lot more when that madison night happened i was like well was starting to kind of take myself away from things and then that whole conversation happened and after all that conversation stuff happened i was like now i'm getting help and this is great (laughs) (laughs) so it's like yeah it's it's always that's the thing that sucks because it's always such an easy thing to have a negative mindset when you think about being vulnerable and putting that kind of stuff out there because it's like Obviously, yeah, nobody wants to admit they have problems, but then if you never admit that you have problems, and like I, pretty much I think I said in the near the beginning, is you're never going to get help from it. Right. And then you're just going to let yourself just deteriorate pretty much and just become a mess, which nobody wants to go through. At least I'd hope not. You but, never know. There might be some weird people that... Well, and the, <laughs> that's the thing. I, I guess, because um, then I had shared with you guys, I don't know, was it a week or two ago? But like for, I don't know, for a little while, it's always usually Monday and Tuesday. The first two days of the work week are always, can be kind of rough mentally. Right. And then, I mean, a big part that has an impact on that is sometimes it's just being, not getting enough rest over the weekend or mm-hmm. just throughout the week. Um, it's crazy to see how big of a part that can play. And then it's just either, you know, screwing up with something and just having that in the forefront of your mind, just thinking of, I guess for me personally, just like kind of like a screw up kind of thing. And then for like a day or two, or I don't know, sometimes it can be more than that. It's just like eating yourself up, beating yourself up. And then comes in the whole, like wanting to isolate yep, whole thing. And then I'll get like that for a while. And I'll feel like, yeah, I was like, this time, just cutting it. We're done. And then I get a message out of nowhere from someone. (laughs) (laughs) And like, uh, I think, yeah, well, a friend had texted me in the morning, just seeing how I was doing. He's like, what is that? He's like, anything that I can, you know, be in prayer for you on. I was just like, what the heck? It's like, well, you picked a great time to ask that question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So then just. Then that just caused everything to open. And then just, I guess, having him open up to me about things that he's going through. I'm like, it's like, well, clearly I'm not the only guy going through stuff. And I know I'm not. But it's just my mind loves to tell me that just there's something different about me. And it's just going to end up worse in my case. Like all these other people, they can, they've, you know, come out, got help and do good. But me, uh-uh. Well, yeah, that it can't help. It can't happen. Yeah, that's interesting because we always believe we're the only ones screwing up in that way. Yeah, we or all, that just can't overcome it. 
Yeah, we always believe we're the ones that um, are, are the screw up. Everyone else has their life together. To be frank and honest, I'm just about to turn 37. I will be 37 by the time this is record, uh, released. Mm-hmm. I screw up all the time. My life is not perfect. My not my knife. My life is not <laughs> my my life is not a bed of roses. No. It's the fertilizer under the bed of roses sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, some there are yeah. good days, there are bad days. Right. And that's a that's a, a lie that we all tell ourselves. Yeah. That I'm the only one that's screwing this up. Everyone else has got together. And that's right. and that's the same with every, every everything. Um, be that career be that uh, what we struggle with, mm-hmm. spiritually or not, um, be that how we learn our opinions on things, how we interact with people. We always fear that the other person on the other side is either got it all together, they're smarter than us, they, got, they know what they're doing, they are highly skilled, and we should just shut up and not let ourselves talk because they are one. But we forget. All of us start out somewhere. We all learn. There's this thing called the birth rate. There's always going to be someone who is behind us in -hmm. our knowledge, in our opinions, in our skill set, in our struggles. There's always going to be someone ahead of us in our knowledge, our opinions, skill set, struggles. There are going to be people who do struggle with things that that I don't, and there are going to be things that I struggle with that other people don't. Mm -hmm. And there's there's this human dynamic, and that's what makes it so... I think that does play into it. What makes it so hard is you convince yourself with a lie that mm-hmm. no one else is dealing with, struggling with this, just me. Or at least, yeah, that or maybe, I don't know, they're, they're able to either overcome it, but me, maybe not so much. Right. Having some doubt in your, even in your own abilities on things. And that's not the case. Because guess what? All of us are in that same boat together. Mm-hmm. All of us deal with our own insecurities, our own doubts. We're all scared to let what our people, other people know what we're really thinking inside, what, what's really making us tick, what's really making us afraid, what's really making us do what we do. We're not as unique as we think we are. Yeah, <laughs> for real though. <laughs> I and, feel like that is a big thing that kids preach. Is that, you know, we're all our own special, beautiful individual. You know, individual per- snowflake. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? In this case, that's a good reminder and a good thing. Now we all are unique. You know, yeah. Josh has his things. I have my things. You have your things. You know, we're all unique in that way, but we're not all unique in that shared human experience, that shared human fear of wanting and needing acceptance of others and fearing rejection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is like. Whenever I finally get to that point of either one letting it out, crazy the amount of relief that normally comes after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because you're holding it aside and it's eating you up, whatever, yeah. if you're doing that. It, it's, I mean, I, I'm it, sure there has been times where either I've opened up about something and then it's backfired. But we've all more had those. Often than not, it's like, why didn't I just do this? Yeah. We've all <laughs> now, I'm not calling you fat, but you're like a cow. Yeah, I'm true. What, what does a cow do with their food? <laughs> Freaking eat it. <laughs> yeah, but what do they do? How do they eat? Boom. They eat it. They swallow it. They regurgitate it. Eat it. 
and repeat. Oh. They ruminate. Okay. All right. Yeah. We do that with our own fears. We ruminate. We chew on it. We, 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 we never really digest it. We just keep regurgitating it and eating it some more. <laughs> That's the same fear. That's what I said. I'm not, call, I'm not calling you fat. I'm no, calling yeah. you like a cow and how you're eating. Just keeps coming back up. Well, to be fair, cows have multiple stomachs. I so. said they have four. Yeah, freaking. Wish I had that kind of room. So I mean, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! I think Josh is going to respond because <laughs> his head shot up finally. Like, what? <laughs> have you ever seen the inside of a cow? Cow stomach while it's actually working? I have not. It's the weirdest thing. I'll have to look the, it the, up. The, the, the stuff comes right in, and then it like like a vacuum gets sucked right out. What? There have been what they'll do is with a sick cow. If it that uh, like if the cow stops being able to produce milk, either kill it or they use it for science. Yeah. And what they'll do is they'll cut a hole in one of its stomachs and make it so you can reach in and grab it. Yeah, and you can you know you can test the the, the food. You can test how the cow processes it, and uh, it kind of keeps it from getting slaughtered. Yeah. But eventually, gets slaughtered. You get a little porthole into the cow's stomach yep. while it's alive. Gross. Can you imagine that? Someone was able to reach into your stomach while you were alive, Johnson? No. And feel around inside and tickle you from the inside <laughs> out? <laughs> no. <laughs> Whoa. Man, all the okay. hair on him. I'm watching the hair in your arm. It's just Wait, stick right out. <laughs> what? Oh, no. Imagine you had the hole in your stomach and someone's like, I want to run an experiment and put a spider inside your stomach. And oh. like, crawl around inside oh. your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have the worst nightmares. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and it climbs up towards the opening of the esophagus. And uh, as he releases a burp, at this point, you can't release a burp because you got a hole in your stomach. No, but we you. could. No, pump, they could seal it. Yeah, I we could seal you. it and we could pump air in there, opening you. up the esophagus and so that the spider could climb up. And he burps out a spider. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I come here today? I knew I was too tired for this today. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Aaron. I, Be vulnerable I'm with us. Sick of it. You know oh, what? I, I'm sorry I took it down that tangent. Yeah, that was <laughs> wild. I, but I'm all grateful. I, that was one of the tangents I was actually grateful for. I don't think I'll include that in the episode, but it'll just be some like random side <laughs> thing. Oh or, yeah, that, that that might be like a short little clip on the side. Yeah. <laughs> But wow. uh, back to the topic at hand after that. Um, so, so, yeah, I mean, be, being vulnerable like that, like I said, you know, when we have that fear and that it's, we do that, we just kind of regurgitate it and ruminate on it. Just which, like, like you said, is kind of one of the most disgusting ways to think about it. But it, it's also very real because we're always kind of it's the same thing. It's nothing new. Nope. And. Mm-hmm. We we willfully just keep coming back to it over and over again. Oh yeah. And what's fun is, or well, fun, fun <laughs> in quotes. You know, when you're when you're vulnerable, when you're open to someone else, again, it's it has to be someone you trust. But when you're vulnerable to someone else, you let them see inside. They let you see into that porthole of your stomach as you ruminate, and they get to really just kind of reach in and pull that gunk out. If you think about it that way, yeah. Because now you're no longer just regurgitating the same thing and chewing on it. You're not ruminating on it. It has now been removed from the equation. Now, you still have to deal with it. That object is still there. Right. But you're not dealing with it alone. Mm -mm. Which, (laughs) 
Yes. I always find it funny how, like, I mean, people love, I feel like people love songs about coming together and all the whole idea of it. Yeah. But it's like, there's a point where it's like, okay, maybe that's too personal. And then they don't want to help out anymore kind of thing. And that's one, one th- I just, I don't know. I find that funny because obviously so many people struggle with things. I mean, with, well, especially with everything that's going on now and just people yeah. not being able to get out and get help. Um, but it's like, you know, people love songs about coming together and stuff like that and, you know, helping each other out. But it's like, it's always, it seems like it's at your convenience. Yeah, it's at your convenience and it, you, you feel good. You like, you're at a concert together. We're coming together. Yeah. But you're not coming together to actually share what's going on. You're no. coming together to just, we're here at a concert. We right. dance. We're having fun. You're not coming together of, you know, a small group uh, rallying around someone who's going through drug addiction. Right. Or alcoholism or anything like that. You're not coming together like that. Mm-hmm. That does happen, but I say it's rarer that it happens than not. That's sad. Yes, and and per, me personally, that's one of the reasons why I kind of like small churches as well, is because you get to know the people. And some people like bigger churches because they can just get lost in that crowd. But in the mm. small churches, you can actually build that community, right? And that opens the opportunity then to have these vulnerable these conversations where people can be vulnerable without feeling awkward you're not sitting in a group of 30 40 50 people in a small group right wanting to say something you're sitting maybe five of you or maybe you're just over for dinner and you can have those real conversations Mm. but everyone's different on how they approach it and you kind of have to know how you approach it but there are some universal things about smaller groups that make it easier to do it you know and there are some easy things that just small groups just Make it easy. When I say small groups, I'm not saying like a small group like a Bible. I'm talking like five or less people. Mm-hmm. It instantly creates that intimacy because it's just you there. It's not you in the world. It's not you and 20 strangers and maybe three other people that joined you for that week as they're trying out the group. You know, whatever that group may be, whether it's religious or not. Yeah. And it's easier then to get to know one another, what your passions are, what your struggles are, what your victories are, what your failures are, who's sick, who's dealing with things. We lose some of that sometimes. We like to go for the big, flashy things. We're like, it's wonderful. And I'm not making any attacks on you, Johnson, with other stuff that that we've talked about earlier. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying this at you and be like yeah. Johnson. Da, da, da. I'm saying in general. You know, yeah. we, we, we us as humans, we're attracted. We're attracted. We're attracted to the shinies, the things oh, that grab that. our attention and entertain us, and they're good as a nice little distraction for a little while. We love our distractions in America. We love our movies, our music, our oh concerts, everything else, our sports. They're shinies. Mm-hmm. To remove those shinies, gonna go crazy. We already are in Corona land. Yeah. I mean, you remove those shinies, though, and people don't know what to do. Nope. We got nothing left to distract. They sit there, and they're like, I'm bored. What do I do? And then you have a rash of people who don't know how to interact with other people. Honestly, right now, if the internet died in America, Ugh. people wouldn't know how to function. Nope. We would have so much chaos. Mm. It would be Yeah, it would be madness. And... The thing is, that's just one little component of our life. But people who have community, who are willing to be vulnerable with 
each other. Yeah, it's going to be an inconvenience when all electricity disappears and the internet's gone and everything. But they'll have some sorts of stability as well to who to go to. They can, well, they can't call if there's no electricity, mm-hmm. but, but they could uh, ride their bike over to the there you go to their house and be like, "Look, I'm I'm dealing with this." And honestly, in all reality, that other person's probably dealing with the same exact issues and fears, right? And like you pointed out, sometimes we're just so dumb that we think we're the only ones who deal with everything. Mm-hmm. We got to get out of that that mindset. For real, though, I do have to say, for whatever reason, I am limited to just riding a bicycle to go somewhere to talk to somebody. It's going to be really hard to make it to your place. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it would be really hard to get from my place to someone else. Uh, I'd be like, <laughs> it's not that far, really, but it's it's, it's far. T- it'll take time on a bicycle. It's thirty minutes by car, so it, it will definitely take time on bicycle. Yeah, but. Um, <laughs> Anything else to end with, Mr. Johnson? Um, Rookie, start thinking because you're going to get last word. No. Um, I mean, honestly, pretty much everything you've just said summed it up. I mean, obviously, none of us are really alone. We can all have our own little different struggles, but best believe that someone's going through the same thing just like you. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you can just find that friendship and building that to be able to trust each other enough to be able to help each other out with something like whatever it may be that you need help with. Right. And yeah, I guess, yeah, as scary as it may seem, don't hold it on the inside, get it out and find out that, you know, there's people there to help you. And then you can do, you know, go on the journey together and see how you both, you know, grow up and get past it. And it's a great, cool thing to celebrate once you start to see the other side come along and get past it. Agreed. About all I got. All right. Um, Mr. Brewer, do you have anything you would like to uh, say and end with? Um, And I am giving you last words, so even if you disagree with me, you are free to do whatever you talk about. He's got to make sure he gets this last saw. I probably have to say um, being vulnerable takes courage. Um, And those of you who, who... who choose not to be vulnerable in Aaron's case is very good because he said that when he's found himself becoming vulnerable, he's found himself uh, being more relieved. Um, and by being vulnerable, what he's doing is he's not only exposing himself, um, but at the same time, he's helping someone else realize, hey, this dude is being real with me. You know, so when you're vulnerable, you also help to create uh, closer relationships. You help to Build bridges with people you never thought you'd be building a bridge with. Um, and being vulnerable also allows you to uh, know more about yourself. For those of you who don't know um, what it's like to be vulnerable, imagine not worrying about certain things. Imagine not thinking about certain things. Go back to that time to where you weren't worrying about this, this thing that you have on your chest or, or this thing you have in the back of your head. And I'll think as if it just suddenly disappeared. Now, it doesn't necessarily, not in everybody's case, I'm saying it's just going to suddenly disappear. But, but it's like, it's like you, know, you know, when you go for a long day, you're working, you're on your feet, and you get home and you just relax and you sit in that couch. You just got that, 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 that release to where 
you're not supporting your own weight anymore. Now a couch or a bed is supporting your weight. It's kind of like that when you be, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Now there are definitely times to where someone stabs you in the back and betrays you or, you know, yeah. uh, Woo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, you know, stabs you in the back. And there are others, but you will find yourself, especially if you surround yourself with the right people, that being vulnerable has more positive outcomes than negative. Because as Paul was saying, and specifically in the church, people don't realize that there are so many people in the same room struggling with the same things. And we're not talking about an action that they have done. Maybe it's something they've seen. Maybe it's something they've been through. And we're really very similar. Now, are there the little in different intricacies and different details? Yes, of course. But generally speaking, we are usually, usually, very similar to the person sitting next to you in your pew or sitting next to you in your classroom. Or your best friend that you've always always hang out with, and you guys have never really sat down and just talked and told each other things you haven't told other people. Being vulnerable takes courage, but being vulnerable builds relationships. Nobody said it was easy, because if it was easy, everybody would do it. And if it was easy, then your life would be feeling always relieved. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I got something brewing here. This is where you're going to fast forward it here, you know? That's where it cuts. Yes, cut. It's okay. What? Okay, I'm building my ultimate desktop while I wait. <laughs> nice. It's already up to $56,000. <laughs> There's this quote from a website, medium.com. It says, vulnerability is not winning or losing, having the courage to show up and be seen when we have no control over the outcome. Hmm. I had that website up too. Oh, Did yeah. you really? Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, start reading, I'm like, I know where this is. Nice. <laughs> this was actually on the page. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Alright. I don't know your answers, Paul, but... Look. Oh, you can turn it off. Okay.